You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 177 with Stephanie Sakura. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Stephanie here to do the four-part series where we are going to be talking about simplifying your life. So today we are going to be talking all about paper. I know as moms, we get inundated with all this paper that comes in the house and sometimes never leaves. And so I just thought it'd be great for her to come on the show and just have her walk through what she does with her clients in regards to papers, as well as what she does in her own house. So if you guys know of moms that are really struggling with just kind of simplifying their life, make sure to share this episode with them and let them know that this is a four-part series. Um, We are going to be talking about papers today, but next week we're going to be talking about kid stuff and then day-to-day systems and then end on storage. So I hope you guys really enjoy the series. Hey, you guys. So before we jump into the show, I was thinking it would be really fun to do a new segment. So I thought, you know what? Let's do my favorite things. I like to change things up from time to time, you know, just do things that are different. And because not everyone listens to every episode, just hang in there with me because I probably will explain this over the next month or so that I'm going to be doing this. And so if this is something that you like and you're just wondering what product I might use or, you know, whatever, and you want to ask me and you want me to talk about on the podcast, totally email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. Or if you follow me on Instagram at Amber Sandberg, you can message me. Or if you follow me at Facebook, you follow the Mom Inspired Living page, you can message me there and I will answer your question on the podcast. So I always like when people talk about their favorite things from bloggers. Um, I don't watch a ton of YouTube, but I know like, you know, when people are trying to figure out beauty products or makeup or whatever, people like to talk about their favorite things. I know people on Instagram talk about the things that they're liking. So I want to just talk about a wide range of things from maybe the books I'm reading, programs that I really like, from you know beauty products, health products, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if I'm going to talk about clothing that much because if people are listening a year from now, they're not going to be able to go to Target and get the dress that I'm referring to. So anywho, um, that's where it does help you know to do things visually on Instagram because then you can link it up and then you can go find that product. So I just wanted to tell you that I am going to try my best to correlate the two, meaning the products that I'm talking about to the interview that I'm doing. And so today, because we're starting the simplifying series and we're talking about paper, something that came up while I was talking to Stephanie is Stephanie and I are totally different. Like Stephanie is more ruthless. And if she's listening to this, she'll be cracking up, but she is more ruthless with getting rid of things. And I'm not. But if you compared me to Todd, my husband, I'm probably more ruthless than he is. And so it got me thinking about when I did the interviews with Beth McCord. She is the Enneagram coach. And if you don't know what the Enneagram is, then I highly recommend listening to our episodes. You just type in Mom Inspired Show um, and then type in Beth McCord or Enneagram and you can pull that up. But for those of you that know Enneagram, it's really just another personality test, which I think is really, it's, it's really I feel like more in depth and I feel like people resonate with it better than other personality tests. So anyways, the program that I wanted to talk about, one of my favorites is Beth McCord's program that she has for the Enneagram. And um, the one that you would start with is called Discovering You. And if you subscribe to my email, then all of this will be in the show notes in the email that you have in your inbox. That is one of the perks of subscribing to my email list. Um, if you haven't subscribed and you want to, just go to mominspiredshow.com 
and enter your name and email. If you're on your computer, it's on the right-hand side. If you're on your phone, you need to scroll all the way to the bottom and make sure to hit subscribe and you will have all this at your fingertips. So if you don't get my emails, you can also go to the show notes. So you go to the episode, click and you can find all the information. And I will be putting things on my website at mominspiredshow.com forward slash favorites or forward slash beauty, depending on the product that I'm talking about. But back to Enneagram, I just think that Discovering You is such a great program. It's such a great introduction into Enneagram and understanding yourself better. And so why I'm saying all of this with the simplifying is because if you can understand your personality better, I think you'll understand how you do things within your house. And I also think it's good for your husband to do it because not only will he understand why he's doing something, you're going to understand why he's doing something and vice versa. So, and if you've already done Discovering You, then my next thing would be is to do the Becoming Us program or Becoming Us course. Sorry, I'm tripping over my words. This is um, a perfect um, thing that you can do with your spouse. And there is a free marriage assessment. Um, So go to, again, if you don't have all of this at your fingertips in the email, which I highly recommend because I'm going to start doing this every week and you will have all of this. You won't have to go searching for it. You'll have it all in your inbox, but you can go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash favorites, scroll to where it says programs versus products, and you'll see Enneagram and then click the Becoming Us course. And so then you can take the free marriage assessment and then you're going to choose a category. I think they break it down to how long you've been married. Um, And so I think that's really cool. And so I think that when you can figure out your spouse more and figure out what makes them tick, and vice versa, I think you'll be able to come up with um, doing house stuff, simplifying, organizing systems a lot easier. So this is why I'm recommending um, Enneagram courses today um, to go along with our session of talking about simplifying papers. And um, if you have any questions, always, you can email me, ask me. Um, I would love to share more about the Enneagram with you. But this is today's favorite item that I'm going to be talking about. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. Thank you, Amber. So excited to be back. So you probably remember I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel because I am a travel agent. So I just like asking my guests what their favorite vacation spot is and why. And this can be with or without kids. Gosh, favorite vacation spot. I think I said this last time, but we like Hawaii has been one of our favorite places to go and we haven't taken our kids yet. But um, so that to date has been my favorite. Mm. And I'm super excited. We are right now we're planning our 10 year anniversary, which is this summer. And we're going to New Zealand and Tahiti. So I am so so excited because I've never been to either. My husband's Mm -hmm. been and so he's planning all that. But I am so excited two weeks without our children, which I will miss them immensely. But Mm. I am just so ready for it. Yeah. And it's interesting. You guys are going during winter for New Zealand. You know that, right? Well, my yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? We're not going. Yeah. I hope um, you, well, I've had I had a clients ask me about Australia and New Zealand, and I'm like, well, it is winter, uh, but they're not going to Tahiti too. So you know, I'm like, the, I, I think it could be fine going in the winter, and, and you know that you're also going to Tahiti, so that kind of is awesome. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Well, so my husband is in education, so we're limited oh, on when we can it. travel. Yeah. Yes. So we're going on his break, but he yeah. um has traveled to New Zealand several times, so I'm hoping he can yeah. figure out how we could, you know, it's still enjoy it during the winter, yeah, but you know, yeah. I'm just excited to go somewhere. So I think that's cool. I can't wait to hear all about it. You'll have yes. to come back on and tell me all about it and we'll do a Tahiti New Zealand episode. For okay. Sure. 
So I can talk about travel all the time and I know you can too. So, and that's not what we're talking about. And um, we're going to jump into it. But for those of um, the listeners that missed you on the past episode with me, how about you tell us a little bit more about yourself? So your name, where you're from, how many kids you have, and kind of like how you got to where you are today. Sure. Yeah. So my name is Stephanie Sakura, and I am a mom of two little girls and I live in Denver, Colorado, just south of the city. And I am a professional organizer and I like to think of myself as like a life system specialist. And I actually was in healthcare for 15 years. And part of the time when I was um, in that space, I started organizing operating rooms, exam rooms, looking at patient flows. And I just absolutely loved it. Like I loved looking at a space and just thinking, how can we make this work better? And, you know, to save time, energy, improve quality. And when I left healthcare, um, I started applying those principles to my own home because I was home with my kids and <laughs> I needed something to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, because as a mom, we're working so hard just to get through the day. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so just really started my own journey to simplify our lives and our home and just create, um, you know, better systems. And which I'll talk a little bit more about that, but just a better way of, of running our home and our lives so that I had more energy left at the end of the day. Cause I was just exhausted and I felt like I wasn't present and my kids were calling me out on that. And yeah. which that, I mean, there's nothing more, you know, honest than that. And, um, you know, and more people just started seeing me do this, in my own home and friends were asking me to help them. And I just loved it. Like I love seeing how it transformed lives. And that sounds like a big statement, but it's the truth. Um, when we show up differently, it really does transform things. And so it's evolved into a business now. So I work um, with clients in their home. I travel all over the U.S. and Canada, and I also work with clients virtually. So doing one-on-one um, you know, video chats to help them. And then also I have digital courses and kits that people can download. So really trying to find multiple ways to, to reach the mamas and help them um, help them feel not so overwhelmed. Yeah, no, I think that's really cool. And that's why I really wanted you to come back on the show to do a four part series, because I feel like so many of us truly, you know, want a simplified life. And for some personalities, it is easier to achieve that than others. And so I think especially for moms, like you were saying, it can feel so hectic and cluttered, especially with young kids, and they have so much stuff around the house. And then so even if your personality was maybe not like that before kids, I kind of just feel like, it just all changes. Like I always had a really clean car before children. And Mm -hmm. then my car, my husband will say your car always used to be so clean. I'm like, I have two gremlins in the back of the car. Like this is not just me driving my car around by myself. I'm like, hello. Like, so now he has the clean car because he's never driving them anywhere. Right. <laughs> and so I, I can only imagine the people who feel that way with their house too, like that they used to be a certain way when it was just themselves or just like them and their, you know, their husband and stuff like that. And then you add more people, more personalities and stuff like that. So I thought it'd be fun to have you back on the show and um, do shorter episodes where moms can listen and grab some nuggets of information while driving or doing whatever they're doing and then apply it to their life and um, and it not just be this overwhelming task. Um, so anyway, I want you guys to make sure you share this episode with your friends. Like if you know a mom that is just struggling to keep her house in order or she just feels so crazy and, she, and you know she wants to be living a more simplified life, make sure to share all these episodes with her. Um, The topics we are going to be talking about over the next four weeks are papers, kids stuff, day-to-day systems, and then storage. So 
Today, we are going to talk about paper. And I don't know about you, but when kids start going to school, the paper just seems to be endless. It's like it just comes in the droves. And I mean, and then I feel like I'm always kind of managing the paper. And so um, and then it's just floating around the kitchen. And then I have to remember, did I sign that? Do we need to keep that? Wait, does that need to go back to school? Oh, hold on. You know, Todd needs to look at that too, like a progress report, right? Like it has to stay there. He needs to look at it. Then we need to sign it. And I just feel like there's a lot of this kind of stuff to manage as they go into elementary school. And I'm sure it gets um, like this as they get older. But um, so I really wanted to talk about that and not just talk about papers when it comes to kids, but also just with life stuff, you know, anything that is paper. And I know there's some personalities that are really good at going paperless. And I think that's so awesome. But then there's some that still really struggle with that. And even if your personality as the mom is really good at not having papers, you still are married to somebody that may like having papers. So you may have to deal with that a little bit more than maybe you would prefer. So that's why I thought, let's just knock it out with papers as our first episode. And so Stephanie, what do you feel you come up against when you're dealing with clients that really struggle with paper? And what are the kind of things that they're dealing with, like when it comes to papers that you're kind of like, okay, this is what we need to knock out. And especially with the people who are not totally in and bought into the, we're going completely paperless that they kind of want to hold on to some things. I, I would like to hear what your thoughts are about all of that kind of stuff. For sure. Yeah. This is a big one that comes up all the time. And, um, you know, and you bring up a lot of good points that we're not dealing with just our own papers, our own personalities, our own behaviors, but we're dealing with, you know, household. And, and I think that's really important to, you know, to kind of dig deeper and figure out, because I think often when we're like, oh gosh, you know, the papers are overwhelming. I'm going to, what most people are like, I'm going to go buy a new desk. Or I'm going to a new, you know, file box or something like that. And what I really like to do is really peel back those layers and understand kind of what's coming in, why you're holding on to it. Like what, what do you actually need to do with it and really get to the root of it. Um, and then the other thing is factor in, you know, people are like, Oh, I'm so bad at going paperless. And well, why, why do you think you need to go paperless? And why, why do you think you're bad? And because we all also, um, function differently, our brains are wired differently and we are, associate like what, how we manage things, um, is different as well. And so, you know, when some people are like, I just do better with like a paper calendar or holding onto the papers, I'm like, great. If that makes things easier for you, like if it's too stressful to switch digitally, then, then let's not, but let's create a system with the papers that, um, you know, doesn't feel as overwhelming. Right. So if that makes sense. And, So, you know, I love to do is, you know, help people dig in and understand what is coming in and ultimately what are you going to do with this piece of paper or the information that's on it? Because there's so much fear. We're like, well, if I get rid of this, you know, I'm going to forget something. And so really understanding, like the first thing is understanding what's coming in and, you know, what is the action that you need to take with it? And then do, you know, if you want to go paperless, like, do you actually need to keep this and how can we gather that, you know, or um, capture the information without you holding onto the piece of paper. But then, you know, but then if there are pieces of paper you do need to hold on to, um, really finding a way that's easy for you, you know, to hold onto it without it being a pile somewhere, you know, on the counter. So, um, so I think first and foremost is really digging in to understand like what's coming in and what, what do you actually need to do with that piece of paper? Cause often we, 
we don't even pause to think what do I need to do with this. We just throw it in another pile. And so right. that's the first step is really just pausing to understand what is coming in. And, um, and cause, and, and then, and then from there, understanding what's the best system for you to manage the papers. Because again, like people just want to jump to solution, but we really need to identify the root cause and what's, what's not working for you. Yeah. And I was thinking about, so let's use the example that I mentioned about say a progress report. And, um, so it needs to be signed by one of the parents and both parents, you know, ideally would be looking at it. And so where would you put that progress report? Like, cause it needs to go back. Right. And it, but you need to remember to actually show your spouse. So I'm curious, like what your personality and as well being an organizer, where would you put that? So it's not just, I don't know, getting lost or uncluttered or, or whatever. Sure. So I have, you know, I try to eliminate most of the papers that come in, but that's a good example of a piece of paper that, it. yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can't, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, for us in our home, what works for us is, mm-hmm. you know, I have on, like, I have this magnetic board in our kitchen and it has mm-hmm. like a magnetic clip Yeah, and I, I put it up there so that it's, but I don't have other stuff up there because I think that's a thing is, so mm-hmm. that's a visual cue for me. But if we have too much stuff, it loses that effect because right. it's cluttered. You can't see it. You don't notice it. Um, but I put it up there because the, and the other thing that's not just visually, does it remind me like, so my husband comes in, I like sign this, it's going back tomorrow, put it right in the book bag kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's if it's like a short immediate term thing. But the other thing is what I like about a clip, um, is that you can only hold so much stuff. Yeah. If that makes it sense. Because, it down. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Oh wait, there's too much stuff. There's Clearly too much. there's some, there's something in here I need. Like, there's yeah. no way I have like 50 like pages that. that I need yeah. my husband to review tonight. So yeah. it's also, that's a trigger to be like, whoa, there's too much stuff in here. But I, you have to like reserve it for just those things that, you know, need to be signed to go back. But then I also have like a small, like one of those small vertical file boxes. Mm-hmm. Like right now my daughter's selling Girl Scout cookies. So mm. those are papers that, you know, we have to hold on to that we're working with right now. Um, and then also our taxes yeah. right now we're gathering our taxes. So those things, like I use that small box, like it's one place to put things. They can stay organized um, and again, I like vertical because it doesn't, you know, over like a horizontal filer because I just feel, I don't know why, but I when feel you say like vertical. Um, what do you mean? Like, like a hanging file box. Yep. Right. Like one of that versus like they have those horizontal ones where you just rest the papers in there. And I don't know why, but oh, I feel like got it. Mm-hmm. I just feel more organized. I feel like I can see into it and it's not so much of a pile, but and that's, so that's what we do, um, for ours. And again, so it's putting it somewhere where visually you can remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like the whole clipping of the thing because you can only put so much in there you know, before it starts weighing down sure. and, but keeping that board clear, like, don't be like, Oh, I'm going to put, don't put everything on there. <laughs> so-and-so's birth announcement. Cause that's cute. Like we'll right. talk about that. Cause I don't yes. even keep them, but yeah. Um, so that's the thing is just having kind of some parameters where it's like, it's only stuff that needs action. It, I'm not just holding it mm-hmm. onto as a, something, a reference, this requires action. And so that's the only thing that I'll put up there. Okay. So this, this is good. So here are some thoughts that came to my mind. So Mm -hmm. my, my door to my garage is steel. And so it acts as a magnet. So, um, I do have a clip and I, and we've cleared off the door. And so I do think that's a good point. So people may, they may have that. And it's just one big magnet. 
I did find that too many things were getting put on there. And like you said, you then stop looking at the door altogether. You're just kind of like, I don't, it just looks like crazy wallpaper. You know what I mean? Cause now there's so yeah. many papers. Um, mm-hmm. So here are a few things that um, come to mind when I'm breaking down just my, my own experience and my own issues with paper. Um, when your child come home, when your child comes, uh, comes home with um, like, so maybe they got um, an award, right? And it's paper. Mm-hmm. Where where does that go in your house? So they're like, they just got nominated for they, you know, for sure. the music award and blah blah blah. You know, where is that going the moment it comes into your house? Sure. Well, okay. So disclaimer: yeah. I'm not the most sentimental person, and <laughs> and like the garbage. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let's. There's a few few sweet things I do between the. <laughs> coming in home and going in the garbage. Um, but I will like even to back up just a little bit. So I'm reading a fabulous book right now called Atomic Habits by James oh, yeah. Clear. I have the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, so I good. like had to speed listen to it because I bought it from the library and it's like, oh, it expires yeah, yeah. one day. So yeah, I listen I to it on like 2.0 two <laughs> speed. But I love it because I've done a lot of work in the habits, like tiny habits um, with BJ Fogg. And then also when I did the work in healthcare, we were looking at how do we create habits? Because what we don't want to do, like our brains are so overwhelmed and we don't want to create, we don't want to create more things that we have to think about. So example, right. same thing as like hanging that on the board. Mm-hmm. I like it's, there's nothing else there. So it's a prompt that the trigger is if I see something there, it requires action. And so that's just an example of like a habit, but, but it doesn't, I don't have to be like, oh shoot, I have to remember to tell my husband this, but if I see that, like, so I don't have to save any brain space for that. It's just like, there it is. And it's become a habit. And so in that same regard that, um, with my kids, like we formed the habit of when they come in and it did take some, you know, they're Um, in first grade and preschool, but it did take some, you know, behavior change and just some training initially. But it's like, when you come in from school, shoes off, coat up unpack your backpack. And trust right. me, there's days where I'm still oh. like, did you unpack your bag? Yeah. You know, cause or if the they're... backpacks laying on the ground, even yeah. though they unpacked oh, sure. it. <laughs> that happened yesterday because yeah. like my daughter had an after school activity. So she was kind of out of schedule, right. Or yeah. you know, out of her routine. Mm-hmm. So I'm not painting a picture that's perfect at yeah. all. Yeah. But, um, so the habit is they unload their backpack. They bring the papers to me and they do, they set them on the counter. And, mm-hmm. but I sort them. Then my habit is I sort them immediately and mm. figure out and I, I'm like, great. Homework looks great. Recycle. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the, the, um, graded homework. Sure. But then the award, this is my long winded way of saying the award. I take a picture of it. Like I don't hold on to these things. I have mm. a book. Yep. I take a picture of their, you know, certificates of whatever, um, whatever might come in those kind of things. You know, there's swim awards or their artwork because I have a preschooler. So let's talk about artwork coming oh, in the house yeah. every single, like a million pieces that are like, this is not even art, but yeah. Um, I take a picture. It goes in like this digital journal. At the end of the year, I print an album. Um, and I might leave it on the fridge for like a couple days because, yay, let's celebrate it. But then yeah. as soon as something else comes in, that one goes. And sure. and it's, you know, I will admit I'm not a sentimental person, as my mother says. Um, but also because I have been in so many homes where I see people with bins and bins and bins yes. of these things. And what do they do with them? They get rid of them after holding on to them for 10, 15, 20 and years. taking up so much space. So During much that whole time <laughs> and energy and yeah. you move it and you think about it. Like, so I always like to do this where you, you kind of map it out. Like you look at like this, you know, say this award or this bin of mm-hmm. memories and you kind of look at this journey of it over the years. And, 
And you think about this value line where if it's above the line, it adds value. If it's below the line, it's not adding value. And you could plot it and you're like, okay, it came in, it brought us joy. Okay, that's above the line. Then it goes into this bin and it's in the basement for years and years and years. It's like below the line, below the line, below the line. And then, you know, I had a client, I was working with her in her basement because they did a home renovation. And so we were finally going through all the stuff that she had moved down there. Her daughter, who's 30, looked at, she's like, I don't want any of that stuff, mom. She's like, you want any of it? She's like, no. (laughs) And that's what we're dealing with now. Our kids are not going to want this, but yeah but they want the memories. Like, don't get me wrong. So I put it in a digital album that I found a really easy way to do that because I'm like, I want the fewest steps possible. Cause I tried that like long laborious, like create the album for one year. I did it. And I was like, this is never going to, I'm not going to sustain this. Yeah. I'm so, curious. What did you, what do you do? So I use this app called day one journal and I'm sure there are much fancier tools and apps out there, but this okay. one, it just allows me, I've used it for about five or six years now. So it's, I've tested it and, um, Literally, I take their pictures. I take, you know, pictures of their artwork, whatever I have. And I just, it's in there. And at the end of the year, I'm like, okay, print the book, you know, and I can, you know, I can divide it up by child. Like you can tag them, that kind of thing. It's super simple. Um, but the other thing is that now I print them out each year, although I am, I haven't printed out last year yet. I have to get on that, but it's there. So when I'm ready, I just print like hit, you know, buy, purchase, print, whatever. Yes. Um, but my kids can enjoy them now because I print them, I put them on the bookshelf or, you know, the little shelf by our TV and they look at them now and enjoy them versus holding on to the stuff for years. Like what kid goes into the basement and a bin of stuff and goes through it? Like none of them. No, 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 so, no one. Yeah. Yeah. And I will also say what I've seen in, you know, I see with moms, because what I try to do now is like help them create these systems now so right. that you're not holding on to stuff for so many years and you're not moving it from house to house and you're yeah. not storing it. Because if you think about what you pay for your mortgage and what you're paying to store that, you know, per month in your home, it's, and you're like, Oh wait, but again, it's not really adding any value. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just thinking about that, you're like, that's a little bit more objective. So, cause some people are like, gosh, you're so harsh. I'm like, really, I'm not, but, um, maybe I am. You're like, I'm saving Um, you money people. (laughs) I I really am. And the energy and the energy, the mental energy of thinking about all that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then your kids graduating from high school, you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to go through 20 of these bins. And then, (laughs) you know, you keep like two things, but, um, but the other thing I would say is that we as moms feel like, oh my gosh, I have to capture every award and every moment, everything. I'm like, how many kids, like when they're 18 are like, mom, where's my swim award for minnows? Like, yeah, oh my gosh, right. my life is not yeah. complete. Like, and care. I had to tell myself that because I was trying to like, oh gosh, I forgot to upload all these photos and they're super easy, but I would forget. And I'm like, oh, well, I still have like 50 from that year, which is far more than my parents have of oh, me from yeah, my you, They didn't have digital photos that you could just yeah. take endless a supply yeah, of. So, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So to summarize that, it's, you know, find a way that an easy way to capture that award, that certificate they bring home. And, you know, if you want to capture it, like a lot of people just don't. And I think that's okay. But if you're the type, you're like, this is really important. Find an easy way, you know, to capture that, that doesn't require you, you know, to hold on to something for years and years, ultimately to get rid of it. And, and also have some self-compassion, cut yourself some slack. Like you're not messing up your children because you haven't, you know, taken a picture or kept every award that they have. Um, but you could also just real quick, if you're like, nope, don't want to do the album, then, you know, get something, whether it's like a file folder or something for each year, which is what some people do because they want the physical piece. That's great. 
but set limitations for yourself. Like either they get like one small bin or they get one file folder for that year or whatever it is, but set limitations. But cause if you have a ginormous, like Rubbermaid bin, oh, yeah. you're going to fill it. So just think realistically, like what's a realistic amount to keep for, you know, first grade. And so, yeah. you know, doing that, I think helps you also to be more objective, be like, okay, I'll have so much space though. Got to let something go. Right. Yeah. Well, and I was going to ask you too a little bit more about the day one journal. So are you taking photos and then you just upload it into the app and then it creates a book whenever you're ready? Is that what that is? It like a shutterfly type book? Like what what kind of book is it? Yeah. Or journal, so I I, yeah, it is. And it's called a journal, but really it's just like a, for me, I think that the app was designed to be more people who are journaling, you know, daily, but I write in a journal, but I mean, it's just like if you're going to send a photo to a friend, you know, here's the picture and it has that little, you know, box with the arrow and it oh. just sends it right to the app. And then you can do a little like today you, whatever, you passed your swim test oh, or something like I that. See. So you Got can, yeah. you can write a little caption and then it's just all there in like this digital journal that when you go to print the book, you can, um, you can adjust it however you want. You can change the layout, whatever, yeah. change the okay. cover. That's you really can do cool. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and I'm by no means an affiliate for this app. I've just yeah. used it forever and right. it's been super simple, which I like. Yeah. So I'm going to put that, I'm going to put um, the day one journal and atopic habits in the show notes for you guys. So, cause I know there's a lot of inf- information going on, so you can go back and click it to check it out. Um, I do like that. I'm going to check out the day one journal myself. And so do you go by calendar year or do you go by school year when you make these? You know, I started, I do calendar year now. I started by school year and then it kind of, things overlapped a little too much. And so yeah, I just confusing. do, I just do, yeah, January to December. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay. So um, we have about less than 10 minutes left and I do want to touch base on like a few other things. So mail comes to mind, you know, just having all the mail coming in and then also mm-hmm. receipts. So I do realize that some people don't have receipts, you know, they do everything online, but there are a lot of people who use cash and so they may want to hold the receipt so that they know what they're spending um, or people are keeping receipts for businesses and all that kind of stuff. And um, I did want to go back to the taxes um, when you said this. So let's go to taxes and then we'll go to receipts and mail. Um, When you're doing your taxes and you're gathering all the stuff, once you do your taxes, where is all that, where is all the paper going that you were collecting? Are you just shredding it? Well, keep my account still says to keep it for seven years. Um, Okay. So where does that go in your house? So I have, you know, I have short-term and long-term files. So short-term is like those things oh. I talked about, the Girl Scout paperwork, yeah. those things that were that we are referencing or needing, you know, in the immediate future. Mm-hmm. And then long-term, which I just have two small boxes. Like I don't keep a lot of paper. I have one small one for short-term and I have one like medium-sized file box for um, long-term, long-term. Okay. which is mostly um, taxes. So I sure. just, my accountant gives all the papers back after he completes yep. them. And then I literally just take that bundle, stick it in, my taxes file and yeah. throw it out the, and in seven each, years or whatever. <laughs> yep. Each year, each year I add one, then I'll take that, you oh, know, the, the oldest other. one out. And shred it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Because I do think mm-hmm. people kind of, when you don't have a system or you have too much stuff, again, it gets kind of lost. But when you don't have that much, it triggers your brain to go, oh, I'm putting this year's in. Okay. That means I need to get rid of if you have seven years or whatever, um, you know, of taxes or whatnot. So, um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about your board before we go into the mail and mm-hmm. the receipt, um, where is your magnetic board in your house? It's in our kitchen by our island because that's where we spend most of our time. And so visually it's there. And I thought about that when you said your door, because I thought, well, is the only time you see your door when you're going in and out of the house, you know, so would that 
be a good placement for, you know, when you're, when you need your husband to review it. So, so our door um, is right in our kitchen. Oh, perfect. There you yeah, go. Because it goes yeah. right into the garage. Yeah. So if it was like far off down a hallway, yeah. no, yep. no, but it's right smack right by our, um, our kitchen counter. Now we would not have a wall by our Island. So when I'm trying to picture you putting yeah. a magnetic board, I'm thinking, uh, there would be no, I literally have all cabinets going all the way across. Yeah. And then there may be a slight wall at the very end of one of them. Yeah. But it would be kind of weird where it's located. Yeah. So that's where, that's where I was just interested in where you're able to put yours. Sure. Well, and I would say to someone, that's a really great point you bring up. Like I would look, you know, I don't know. You would look like, is there something like on the fridge, which I don't like to hang a lot of stuff in my fridge, but if I had yeah. like one magnet with one piece of paper, sure. that would also be motivation for me to get it signed yeah. and get it back in yeah. the backpack. Um, but you can even look, I mean, 3M makes these really cute white, they look like, um, like plastic clothespins and they attach to the wall and I've used those for clients. So if you had to say, put that on your cabinet or something like that, which I know is not the most appealing thing, but I think if I can not worry about paper so much, I'll take a a clip on my cabinet or something, you know what I mean? Um, so I would just say, gosh, is there a surface somewhere that I could, um, you know, that I could leverage that is within eyesight. So I don't have to remember to remember it's just there. Right. Yeah. So looking around your space, be like, where, where would it make the most sense? Where would be the easiest for, you know, for me to see this and take the action that is needed. So, yeah, um, I like that. You know, yeah. Just look around your space. If you can't think of a space, take a picture of where you're at and, send it to me and I'll give you ideas of where, <laughs> of where what you can leverage. But it's, I love it. You know, yeah. and I'll say it is hard because when we look at our space, it's hard to see it any differently because oh, our sure. brain is yes. so like, we can only just Accustomed. see it the way we see yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And James Clear in that book, he talks a uh-huh. lot about that. Like, I'm sorry, I just am reading it. So it's like, and I get it's so like excited. He's yeah. he just like, your brain can't see it any differently. And I totally agree. Yeah, no, I agree too. Um, okay, so let's talk about the mail and the receipts yep. and then we'll yep. end with one last question. Yes. Okay. Mail. What do you want to know? So, (laughs) yeah, you know, I mean, the people who are not completely paperless, like pretend you were keeping some mail. Um, I don't know what they'd be keeping it for. Maybe they just want to check it to, um, you know, some people still pay, right? Like they may write a check or things are not auto, you know, drafted or whatever. Um, I guess, how would you help someone? I'm sure you've had clients that are like this. What are you doing to help minimize all the mail and then processing it and then getting rid of it when it's time to get rid of it? Like, what are you doing for those clients? Sure. Yeah. And that goes back to like a lot of the fear, you know, fear of that's what I hear from a lot of people. I'm afraid if I don't get the bill, I won't pay it. Or I'm afraid, or I like to look at my bill or whatever it might be. And, um, you know, so the same, like, and so after, you know, I try to really work with people a little bit. It's like, you know, how can we work through some of that fear and eliminate, or what are some of the things that you will go automatic, like automated with? And, but then there's going to be things like, a you know, one-off medical bill or something like that. Um, that we, again, we can't help it come, you know, that it's going to come in. Um, but having that process of one, like the mail comes in and how do we easily process it with one touch versus putting in a pile? So it's like, we bring it in, we put it in a pile to deal with it later. We like move the pile somewhere else, that kind of thing. But it's like, okay, how can we handle it in one touch? And yeah. for some people, that's even just changing the time of day. I had a client, same, you know, I was talking about the desk. She's like, I think I might need a new desk or a filing cabinet. And we peel back the layers. And what it was was, you know, 
she was getting the mail at the wrong time of day. She was grabbing it as she was bringing her kids in. So our hands are oh, full. Oh, so it's crazy. Yeah, chaotic. Yeah. And literally we, by, but this is a great example of, okay, stop for a second. Let's like, let's do five whys. Like why, 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 why? And, but just by determining getting the mail at a different time when she could manage it, you know, that, that pile, she could manage it as she came in and shred, shred, recycle. And then these are the things like I even have like a little desk where I have a, a box for shred, a box for recycle. And then I'm like, okay, this is what remains that I actually need to do something with. And again, you could do whatever works for you and it's easy for you to remember to take action. So like I have, um, same thing on my small little file box. I have one folder. I don't have a lot of stuff in there. I will say, because I think, again, if you put too much stuff, it gets, you kind of forget, or you Mm -hmm. just can't see what you need to do. But I have one that says like action or bills that, um, when I'm, you know, when it's time for me to pay the bills, which I don't pay a lot. Like I try to automate as much as I possibly can. And I have things set up. So if my phone bill is wonky, I get an alert. It won't oh, pay it if it's yeah, like yeah, my bank if something's won't pay weird. It. Mm. So that prompts me to take a look like at it, it versus, you know. So I think about what things can you you do so that fear's not taking over, you know. Yeah. Um, but so that's my biggest thing is I say you know deal with it right away and then or manage it, figure out what needs to happen with these papers versus putting in a pile saying okay I'll go through those later that ultimately just to shred or recycle them. So. Yeah that's what I try to, you know, do. And so with each client, you know, each individual figure out what makes sense for you to put those things that require action. Is it on top of your desk or is it in a file or is it hanging on the wall or what works for you? And I think that's really important because there's not a one size fits all, but it's like, what, you know, what does your brain associate with? Wow. That's easy. I'll remember that, you know, to take action. If that makes sense. It does. And then it takes me to the last thing for receipts. So Mm -hmm. say people are keeping the receipts, um, well, some people might be keeping them for business. So I guess, would you probably say put that into a folder for when then your taxes and then I guess then that would go into your long term. So that might be short term, right? And then after you do the, your taxes, then they're going yeah. into your long term if you still want to keep them. Is that kind of like what you might do for business purposes? Exactly. Because I think, yeah, the receipts are different business. We have to keep them for records. And I yep. think then, which I do exactly that. I have a file folder, all my like receipts, then I just sealed up 2019 and then I created you know, then I empty the folder for 2020. Um, and, but personal receipts, right. like you were saying, you know, cause I purchase everything on my credit card, um, yep. you know, we stick within our budget, but so I can use that credit card for receipt purposes. But to your point of, if you hold on to them for cash, I would say the same thing that if you, well, and make it easy though. Like, mm. cause I think some people, their system might be like, okay, well I'm going to, um, you know, take these receipts and put them here and then I'll put them in this file. You know, they have like eight steps to get them to like the file. Yeah. So what's your thoughts? Yeah. So I would say, I don't know, like have a, you know, have a receipt in your purse or have a receipt in your, or not a receipt, an envelope in your, in your car or in your, um, you know, in your wallet, somewhere that's easy. So it's like, I'm at the store, it goes right into that, you know, that envelope. And then I don't know how long you typically keep them or maybe it's just for the month, right? Like they just want to pay the bill. And then, so it's just in that meantime, possibly. Yeah. So kind of like we were saying, like a short-term folder or something, and then they get rid of it. Yeah. Something. And I would just say again, like, and I might even say like, yeah, in your purse or in your, in your car, if that's, you know, if that works for you, um, if that's easy, because if you're like, I'm going to put it in this short-term file often, unless you're really good about like taking it right from your wallet, putting it in that file, um, you know, that sometimes it, ends up in a, you know, a pile that goes into the file kind of thing. So yeah, that totally makes sense. But, but the envelope helps because I think that 
again, it sets limitations. So you're going to put, um, you know, you go to the store, you just shove it in that envelope. It that's either in your purse, your wallet or your car. And then as that envelope starts getting full, that's a visual prompt of, Oh, let me just go through and you and you go through and be like, Oh yeah, I don't need this anymore. I need to keep this. Don't need this anymore. But you just want to eliminate or minimize the amount of steps that it takes. I think, um, cause otherwise we're, we're, you know, we're moving the receipt, moving the receipt, moving the receipt to this file. Then I got to sort through and that kind of thing. Ultimately you don't even need it. We're just holding on to it just in case, if that right. makes sense. So that's yeah. why I was like, how can you make it like one step or two steps versus yeah. four steps? So yeah. I think focus on ease and getting it to that one, that getting it to that kind of its final destination before it goes to the trash in one in one touch. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so Stephanie, we're at the end of the show, end of the show and I wanted to ask you, what is one tip that we could give to the moms listening right now um, if they had 15 minutes and it could help them feel like they're making some kind of progress after listening to this episode? Sure. I think often when, you know, we talk about tips or things to take action, we think about, um, you know, what, what we're going to do or what we can add. And I always, we like to talk about what we can stop doing. So what is something you can stop mm, doing yeah. um, to help you? And so often. So I, I think up front, it requires a little bit of, of action, but ultimately it's like, what can you stop? So what is something you're holding onto that you really don't need to be holding onto and meaning papers. And so I would say, if you see a pile of papers on your counter, you know, just go through it real quick and create a pile, like not create a pile, but go through that pile and identify like, what is something I'm holding onto in here that I don't even need to, that I can immediately shred or immediately recycle before it goes into this pile. So I would, so that would be my tip is just think about yeah, what is I one like that. thing that you can stop holding on to that you currently are, you know, keeping in your piles. Yeah, that is good. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for doing part one of the series with me. And I can't wait to have you back on for part two, where we're going to be talking all about kid stuff. Yay. Thank you, Amber. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.